Good morning. It's good to see each and every one of you out there today, so to speak. I look at an empty auditorium here in our church at Grace, and uh, I see your faces even though you're not here. And I can't wait to see you once again. This morning, before we bring God's Word today, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. So as we bow our heads and you listening, just bow yours as well. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, help us today, Lord, to preach the Word with intensity, Father, Lord God, of the Holy Spirit. Father, proclaiming, Lord God, as we know that we are living in the last days, Father. God, and we know that, Father, for your Word tells us that. And Father, I believe we're living in the last of those last days. So help us, Lord God, to preach as though we are a dying man to a dying world. For Father, we truly are. But Father, I know that without a doubt, having you as the Lord and Savior of my life, God, not will I just die, but I will live again forever with you, just as you did, Father, as you sent your Son to die on a cross where we could have life and life eternal. Speak to those today, Father, that are listening, Lord God. Speak to their hearts. Let them move closer to you, Father, Lord God, and let them come to know you who do not know you, Father, as the Lord of their life and their Savior, the Redeemer. Help us today, God, to stand upon the promises of your word and preach it with the mighty Holy Spirit. In Jesus we do pray, and amen. Last week we were... Uh, it seemed like that I've been in what I call a series, I guess, and I've not really preached on series before, uh, but we started with the uh, uh, death of Jesus Christ, went through the burial and the resurrection, and, and last week we spoke about as they were gathered into the room to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, and during that time, uh, they were all gathered there together, and there was a great sound of a rushing mighty wind, and, and a fire-like presence settled upon on each and every one of them as they spoke, as those men spoke in, in the language that uh, all that had gathered around Jerusalem there that came to hear uh, from all over the world at that time. They had come to see and to hear what God had in mind. Isn't it great how God aligns things up for people to hear His Word? Isn't it great today uh, that when a pandemic such as we are in, that we have an opportunity today uh, uh, through video to put this out up there where someone can see it anywhere in the world today how uh, they can hear the message today how uh, that we want to bring to you through the inspiration of that same same Holy Spirit and so today I want to read to you out of the book of Acts and as they had gathered together uh, they were in one mind listen to this now how uh, they were in one mind waiting then for the Holy Spirit they were together in one mind in one place place in one accord and they were praying and they were expecting God to move in a powerful a special way and may I say that's how we ought to come every time how uh, that we get ready to come to church and when we walk through the doors how uh, we ought to be so focused on seeing God move in a special powerful mighty way that we ought to be so focused uh, on praying and in one mind and in one accord we're going to see what happens 
happens when people gather that way today. Uh, but we're going to read from today. I said out of the book of Acts, and when all of this happened, uh, the Holy Spirit fell. And when this was taking place, listen here, uh, my friend, uh, God breathed His life into the church. And now today, uh, we are going to see uh, the first message that birthed the church. And my friend, I want you to know something today. Uh, it's the same message today that's just as true as when Peter preached it as it is today. Uh, but before I even read out of the book of Acts, just put your finger there, I guess. Uh, I'll feel led to go back and read another passage of Scripture here. Uh, Jesus was asking his disciples uh, back in the book of Matthew and in the 16th chapter, he was asking his disciples who people said he was. And, and, so, and they said that some say they are John the Baptist and, and some say Elias and some say Jeremiah and, 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 or one of the other prophets. But Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am today? And may I ask you today that very same question, who is Jesus Christ to you today? I believe today with all of my heart that that's a question that you will answer either today that you can say, I know who Jesus is, he's alive in my heart, or one day you'll stand before him because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. So who is Jesus to you? And when he asked his disciples that, listen to what Peter said. Simon Peter answered and said unto him, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And listen here, and Jesus said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And may I tell you how important that is. And when he said upon this rock, he said that Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter knew who Jesus was. Do you know that you know today who Jesus Jesus Christ is and not say well I think he's this or they say he's this but I know whom I have believed as Paul said and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day do you know who Jesus is today and then he goes on down and says Peter upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it I want you to know something today people listening here listen here here, Jesus Christ of the sure and solid rock and sure foundation. He said, the gates of hell uh, shall not prevail, shall not overcome the church. And I want to remind you today, uh, the church is not this beautiful building that we're in today, uh, but the church is the body of baptized believers in Jesus Christ who know him as their Lord and Savior, who are waiting to be raptured up when he comes again, as he just promised that he would come. That is the church that Jesus Christ is talking about. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. 
Listen here, I want you to know something, how important that is uh, for us to understand that. Uh, the Bible tells us this here. It says, we are more than conquerors through him uh, that love does. And that is the people of the church that says we are more that we've got the power that we can overcome all things through Christ, which strengthens us. I want you to know that today, people. Uh, we've got a power today that we don't seem to connect up with very often. But I'm going to tell you and the way you connect up with that power is you come in one mind you come in one accord you come seeking, you come praying, you come expecting the Holy Spirit to move in a mighty way and God promises that he'll move. And let me just say just this about that church again. I'll get to this scripture I guess or we'll move it on to another Sunday. But I want to tell you this much. If the church was important to Jesus Christ. The church should be important to you and I. The Bible tells us to forget not to assemble ourselves together as the manner of some is, even so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, my friend, I want to tell you something. Is the church important to you today? Is the church important to you today enough to care, to go to it, to be a part of it? A lot of people want to have God, and they want to have blessings of God in their life, uh, but they don't want to do what God commands us to do, and that's to forget not to assemble yourselves together and I want to tell you something if the church listen here is not founded on Christ then it's nothing more than a social club and I want to tell you something here my friend there's a lot of social clubs today that go along but listen we're going to see in Peter's message here in just a moment that Jesus Christ the son of the living God he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it let me get into that scripture today I'm a little excited about preaching this message today if you're hearing me for the very first time, I want you to know something. I get excited about the Word of God. I get excited about the fact that He is my Redeemer. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. I get excited about the fact that if I die, I'm going to be with Him. And one of these days, if I don't die, listen, I'm going to be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That excites me and it excites you as a child of God also. But over in the book of Acts, let me go back there. May I tell you, I just want to introduce you there about what Peter said uh, when he said, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ. Uh, listen here, that is what the church is founded upon, a belief that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died on a cross and was buried and on the third and appointed day, just as he said, rose again. And then 40 days after that, he ascended into heaven. He said, just those two men, I said, just as his see him go into heaven he shall also come in like manner as ye have seen him go I'm looking for that day today and you know what it may be today they had gathered they were in the upper room the eleven I got excited and it had gathered in until about 120 that had gathered in. And they had got excited so much so there that they had began to uh, gather in and wait. And then at that time, after the Holy Spirit listened to what happens next, in verse 14 in the book of Acts in chapter 2, in verse 14 it says then, uh, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted his voice and said unto them, 
ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words, or hear my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, because the Holy Spirit will change you. And they thought that change in them, that they were drunk. And he said, they're not drunken, as ye suppose. Listen here. Uh, seeing that this is a third hour of the day, it was only three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, said they were. Uh, I said, "Why are you drinking on new wine? That's sweet wine. It maybe was a little more uh, uh, potent there." Uh, but it said this here. Listen, and it said, "But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it can't come to pass that in the last day." May I tell you, the last days started uh, when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. That's when the last days started the last days and my friend I want to tell you something here the death of Jesus Christ uh, was marked by the very uh, calendar that we use today uh, we put AD if you will after today's date and I want you to know something here uh, that AD after uh, I, I'm telling you here uh, that is because of the death of Christ so therefore we are in 2020 uh, 2020 years ago uh, the last day started and so that tells me that we are at the very end or very near to the end of the last of the last days. So be ready for in such an hour you think not the Son of Man cometh. Uh, but he told him there in the last days that God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall uh, uh, prophesy. And listen to what he says here. And that word prophesy means to tell uh, forth God's message. Every one of us, men and women, boys and girls if God has saved you you've got a story to tell you listen here we need to go and tell and he said your young men shall see visions and your old men dream dreams uh, your young men they're seeing visions of what God uh, can do in their lives and the old men dreaming dreams the old men if you will those that have been on the road a long time uh, through their faith can encourage the younger people to keep on keeping on I remember our assistant pastor of this church uh, brother Will William Presnell, when I first uh, I was a little boy and this church was first founded uh, back in 62, I remember him, uh, one of his lines, I remember he'd say so often, he said, children, keep on keeping on. It was children, keep on keeping on. And that's what we need to do here. And that's what he says, uh, you old men will dream dreams. Their faith of how things were and how things can be, that would encourage the young people uh, to keep on keeping on. Well, let me go on. Now listen here. And, it's, and they would dream dreams and, and my servant and upon my handmaiden and I will pour out in those days my spirit and they shall prophesy once again telling forth the good news of the gospel and I will show wonders in heaven and above and signs in the earth and beneath of blood and fire and the, and the vapor and smoke and the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon to blood and therefore a great notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter started a preaching of this great message here. And before I even get into that, let me show you. i just point out four things that I, I kind of jumped out at me that maybe I normally, and I don't guess I ever have before. I saw as Peter, uh, 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 four things that spoke out, uh, stood out. First of all, uh, Peter, the Bible says in verse 14, and Peter standing up. 
listen in that day and time it was tradition uh, for a teacher there to sit or maybe even lounge if you will but they would sit and communicate or teach the word and they would teach whatever there was when they would go into the temples there uh, the teacher would sit and preach but Peter stood my friend, I want to tell you something. I believe that's telling us today something here. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time for the church uh, to reclaim uh, the power that it has. And we've let this world come and go against and battle against the church and say the church is against this and against that. It's time the church take a stand and let God deal uh, with everything else. When the church stands, my friend, I'm going to tell you power uh, will come back to the church. But Peter stood. He wanted to let it be known and to draw the attention. And not only what this time then was there 120, but as he stood and began to speak, many, many people had heard and started gathering around. And now they were everywhere. And he stood and he lifted up his voice. He wanted his voice to be heard to those that are far and out. I'm going to tell you something today. He lifted up his voice and we need to do the same, church. Every born again believer of Jesus Christ needs to lift Lift up their voice for Jesus Christ. He stood and he lifted up his voice. The Bible tells us. And then he also said standing. He stood standing up with the eleven. You see, they had gathered together also to talk about replacement of Judas. And that was going to be Matthias here. But uh, uh, they were gathered, so that was the 11 plus Matthias here. Uh, but as they gathered together, I imagine it this way, that when uh, they were all sitting there, and as I imagine in my mind's eye, as I read and study the Scripture there, they were all gathered around and sitting there. And when Peter stood up and he started to bring forth what God wanted him to bring forth, I can imagine. Imagine the other men just standing up, uh, the 11 just standing up in agreement like we are backing up what he said. Listen here, church, when you back up uh, what you hear from the word of God uh, through your pastor, God will move in your church. I remember a pastor telling me <laughs> at one time, he said whenever he would stand to preach, uh, there would be a deacon and another man over here on the side of the altar area. And he would come up sometime during that message and he would just start praying uh, for the pastor there preaching. He told him, he said, Pastor, when you get preaching there, he said, I'm just drawn to come and pray for you. I want you to know I may be on my knees, uh, but I am standing up with you and for you and behind you. And that's what we need to do as a congregation coming together we need to stand up <laughs> oh listen the world is trying to tell the church to sit down and shut up <laughs> but he said if we do that he said he'd make the rocks cry out if he needed to but he wants you and I to do that so he found him there and he was standing and then the eleven stood with him and I like to see him there standing uh, to give support as in shoulder to shoulder and we're behind this and we believe this and he is not alone and what he is preaching to you uh, we are encouraging and we are enforcing this here and we need to do that as a congregation here today at Grace Missionary Baptist Church and whatever other congregation there might be at churches you need to support your pastor and you need to get behind him as he brings forth the word of God and if he is not doing that you need to get rid of him
them and put somebody in there that will. Because as I said, if it's not founded upon Christ, it's nothing more than a social club. I want to tell you something. There are a lot of today, a lot of churches today, uh, my friend, I believe with all of my heart, uh, there are a lot of churches today that want to just kind of grab your attention here. But I want to tell you something, a sermon, uh, when Peter began to preach, he began to preach there out of the book of Joel. And listen here, he didn't say, I'm going to open up my my Bible here. My King James wasn't even around until 1611, uh, so he didn't even have that. But Peter uh, had read in the documents there, he had read on the parchment that he had had his word in his heart and he began to quote uh, the book of Joel in the second chapter there he began to read the same thing that you'll read here in the next verses you'll read back in Joel he began to quote that and then he began to read a couple of the Psalms of David uh, that you'll find in the book of Psalms that's what's right here in the next following verses there that's what Peter began to read and he began to preach and he began to speak out listen here so he lifted up his voice And Peter, (laughs) lifting up his voice. Listen, let me tell you something else about Peter. Here's Peter lifting up his voice. Just 50 days or so before this, he denied Christ. He hushed. He said, I don't know the man. Yeah. He denied knowing Jesus three times that day. My friend, I want to tell you something. What happened before the cock crew there? Listen here, two things happened to Peter since that day where the cock crowed. One is Jesus restored him to his ministry. And the second thing that happened is the Holy Spirit came and filled him. Up until that day we just read about, the Holy Spirit came even in the Old Testament. uh, But it came upon time and time. It didn't come to stay. And now the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. So when you become a child of God by asking God to forgive you of your sin and to save you, listen here, the Holy Spirit, part of Jesus Christ, part of the Trinity, the Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit indwells in you. That's what the Bible tells us. The Holy Spirit indwells in you. So he hadn't had the Holy Spirit indwelling in him. And so Jesus restored his ministry. And he had the Holy Spirit in him. And he spoke with boldness. They couldn't get over what kind of man spoke like this. Shortly thereafter this, I just say it's coming to my heart. After this had happened, uh, Peter and John went into the, uh, the temple there to pray. And when they went into the temple there to pray, a uh, listen here, early of a morning there, uh, there was a man there laying there, and he was a beggar, and he was asking for alms. And you know what he said? Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Uh, listen here, I want to tell you something. Uh, he said, but such as I have. He didn't say, I hope I have. He said, such as I have have I given to thee in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That's knowing who you believe. That's having in da- uh, without a doubt the Holy Spirit and believing that he dwells in you. That's having the power of God. Listen here, God didn't give Peter any more power than he gives any other believer in Jesus Christ. Just Peter believed it. Peter used it. Peter lived it. My friend, we need to live in that power and we'll see it wonder working in our lives as well. Listen here. Yeah, Peter wasn't ashamed. 
Paul even said in his writings over in the book of Romans in the first chapter in the 16th verse. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. So listen here. Peter told him, he said, hearken, hearken my words. Listen, listen here. It's not only uh, Peter was telling them, listen to what I'm saying. It's not only the pastor or the preacher's job to preach, uh, but it's a responsibility of the congregation to listen. And if you just listen, he said, I don't want you to be a hearer, uh, but I want you also to be a doer of the word. If you're a hearer only, you're of no effect. But when you do what you hear and follow it up, God will bless you. And you'll find the power is within you. You'll find out the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So after grabbing their attention, Peter began to preach. Peter began, as I said, he began to uh, quote from Joel. He began to quote the Psalms of David. And he also told them, he said, uh, he let them know, he said, Jesus, in verse 32, this Jesus hath God raised up wherewith ye were all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand, by the right hand of God exalted and having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this which ye now see and hear. And he wanted to let him know that. So therefore now and when they heard this. I'm going to go up to verse 37. Because when Peter spoke. Uh, my friend it was a sermon that Peter preached. Uh, listen and this sermon here. Was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And this sermon was filled uh, with scripture. And may I tell you today. Uh, where if you have a sermon that someone says. Is a message of God. A sermon uh, uh, that with no scripture in it. It's nothing more than a motivational speech. And I want to tell you something here. There's a lot of motivational speeches coming out today from behind pulpits. And I want you to know something. A motivational speech might lift you up but it won't lift you up to heaven. It won't take you to heaven. It won't save your soul. Listen here. The motivational speech I want to give to you, my friend, is Jesus died on a cross for you to save you. And that motivational speech will do what it just did here. And you know what it did here? And it said, and now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart yeah it got to them it convicted them the word of God should convict it pricked in their heart and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do maybe you're here today listening wherever you might be and you're wondering well what do I need to do and listen here the Peter answered them and he said unto them in verse 38 he said Peter answered and said unto them repent repent you know what repent is? Repent is not trying to do better. Repent is asking Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when you repent of your sin, he said he will come in and take that stony heart of flesh out and give you a new heart. I want to tell you something there. That's what Jesus Christ does. He said, repent. You can't go to heaven without repenting. Oh my goodness, we need to have churches today pe uh, preaching on repentance today. And if it drives them off, my friend, they'll not forget what they heard. Uh, but listen here, repentance, uh, my friend, preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. I should draw people, as he said, if I be lifted, I'll draw the people. And he said, repent and be baptized. 
Listen, why did he tell them to be baptized? Well, there was a man on the cross that died with Jesus. Uh, he, he said, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Uh, but he said, I want you to know something. And that man wasn't baptized. No, he wasn't. But listen, your baptism will not take you to heaven. But baptism to them was showing the world an outward expression of an inward experience that took place in their life. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And may I tell you, listen here. I want to, I, he's going to talk about you and I right here in this next verse. And for, for verse 39. For the promise is unto you. When he preached this on this day to those that are afar off, he was talking way out there in the future, wherever it might be. He was talking about you and I today. The promises still hold fast to you and I today. The promises still, uh, we were afar off, and now it's present day. The promises to you and I today. And listen to what it promise is that as many as receive the Lord, that as many as the Lord our God shall call. Listen here. And, when, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. And boy, are we living in one. That's a whole other few minutes. And then they said gladly, and, and then they gladly received his word and were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That's, and fellowship, doctrine is teaching. And they have continued in the doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. And going down in just verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. And they continued daily in one accord. You see, that's what we need to do. As a body of Christ. We need to realize and we need to come together. And we need to support one another. And we need to be ready before we walk through the doors. To see the power of God move in a mighty way. May I ask you today. You're here. Uh, listening to us wherever you might be. In your living room or wherever you might be. You're listening and, and, and you've heard God speak to you today. And listen here. I will tell you the same thing that Peter told them on that day when the church was launched. Repent and be baptized. Jesus said it. If you're willing and repent, just come unto me. If you just repent and say, God, forgive me. And it's not, try, it's not about saying, I'm going to try to live better. I don't know that I can. It's because we fall and come short daily. And being a child of God doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we're forgiven. So I want you to know something here today. If you need Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll not be perfect until you go to be with Jesus. But until then, you'll have him living within you through his Holy Spirit. I hope you've heard that today. If you have, please let us know here at Grace Missionary Baptist Church.
Let us pray. God, I hope and pray today, God, that you have spoke, Lord, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in these words that you have blessed me with. God, that you have reached out to those that are listening today. And God, you will encourage even the membership of this church body. God, you will encourage us, Lord God, to go back to Acts 2 and read, Father, there. God, what we need to do in preparing to come together for worship. And God, as we gather together and do that, Lord God, that we would stand and support and stand shoulder to shoulder and back behind and kneel and pray and whatever else we need to do. Father, that we would do that. And God, because in doing so, we would become that light that you told us to be set up on a hill. Father, I pray for all those today that need you as their Savior. God, may they call out to you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. God bless you.